0: I wanna I want to call our guy. So uh here we go. See if it, see why would it. I do this? Why <laughs> would I ever do this? Ah, <laughs> uh, he answered, and and we're thrilled that Buster all the ESPN oh, no. MLB insider, the, the the best there is, was, ever will be. He's the Bret Hart of, of baseball talk, my friends. Buster, how have just, you been?
1: Just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've all right listen i've missed you i like every once in a while somebody will ask me a baseball question i'm like i'll ask buster on you- Oh, and then i start yeah. crying on
2: thursday oh <laughs> I, I wanted to say i missed buster but then oh I-, I thought you were gonna oh uh, i thought well i
1: mean god we know why you're crying okay <laughs> and- <laughs> Right. I mean I'm sorry, it's the Orioles, that so we know why you're crying and I'm sure LeVac all year has been like bipolar over the Yankees because that's how the Yankees have been.
0: It's hundred percent correct. You're you are you you have no idea how right you are. Like we did this so we've started doing this a little while ago. We got LeVac and Gaz back, but it's just not it's just not Levesque and Gaz without Buster only. And thank you for making time, even though you're being mean about it. Um <laughs> We like I I've been in and out. Like I stopped There was a point, Buster. I might have missed like four or five games. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let them do this to me anymore. This is an abusive relationship. I'm going to stop watching. Then they win 13 in a row. I'm like, I'm back in. Then they lose what two of 15? They only went two of 15. I, I I've been so in and out. I even predicted I'd be back in right now. Here I am, and here you are.
1: And and the Yankees played over the weekend with so much confidence. It almost felt like that Aaron Judge should leave uh, Fenway Park with. New York, New York, playing with the way that they dominated that series. Yeah, uh, right, exactly. With the way that they dominated that series up in Fenway, and look, uh, it's amazing. You know, for all the injuries they've had with their pitching staff, it's all seemingly coming together for them at the right time. They got guys coming back. They got Judge and Stan swinging the bat. Well, uh, you know, a lot of good things happening. But they do with. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They have the the hardest road over the next six days relative to the other three, uh, you know, wildcard contenders that are competing against, the Red Sox, the Jays, and the Mariners.
0: Buster, like, this is the year where they're doing all the things I've complained about in the past. You make the big moves. You bring in, you know, Rizzo. You bring in Gallo. You do all these things. Judge and Stanton are both playing great. Your, your pitching is coming back together when you need to. You, you've added the pieces. And this I feel less confident this year than I in the years when they didn't do all those things.
1: Which is justified because, you know, it, it really does. And, and I think if you were to give truth staring to people in the Yankees organization, they, they would acknowledge it's really hard to predict exactly what this team is going to do. Because you thought at the beginning of the year, okay, maybe some rotation issues, uh, maybe some questions about depth in the bullpen, especially after Zach Brayton got hurt. But we know we're going to score. And that hasn't been the case. The offense has been incredibly erratic. And then they go out and they get Joey Gallo and they get Anthony Rizzo. And then you feel at that point, okay, now the offense is going to take off. And then they still go back to having the problems. And Rizzo, uh, since he came back from COVID, really hasn't been the same uh, type of hitter. You know, Gallo's very streaky. Uh, but as they say, it's coming together. Stanton has been in the lineup. He absolutely looks great. Uh, Aaron Judge looks great. Labor Torres, uh, as Alex Rodriguez relayed the story the other day, from Marcus Sims, their hitting coach, when they called uh, Glaber to, to tell him that he was going to move for short to second, it was like you could see the million pound weight come off his shoulders, and he looks like a completely different player. There's still an island of misfit toys in infield defense, and you know, in a big moment, it, that that uh, that might be a you know circumstance that might betray them. But they do seem like they're kind of pulling pieces together. Whether or not you're going to buy in completely is completely up to you.
2: And there's something exciting about Severino now, because at one point in his career, he felt like the chosen one, the next big arm, the next big ace for the Yankees, and his career has gone so many different ways. Now with his role out of the bullpen, it feels like there's a little extra energy. Yankee fans want to cheer for him a little bit louder. What type of impact can Severino have over the next week?
1: Yeah, he uh, he, he is an X factor. There's no question about it. He, in that first outing, you know, he had good results, And I talked to Yankees people after that, and I'm like, you know, what do you think? And they said, well, tell you what, the the command of the secondary stuff was good. Fastball velocity wasn't quite where you want it to be. You know, we'll see. Then he had that great outing against the Red Sox, and in particular, his second inning was even better than the first. And so by the end of the weekend, the Yankees people were saying, yeah, we might might have something. And they might have Jonathan Lewisica back, uh, you know, and, and potentially we'll see how he pitches when he comes back. But you guys know there, there's only been you know, two other guys in the team this year are more important than Loisica was to that club, and that was Judge and, and uh, Garrett Cole. And they also have Domingo Herman, uh, you know, who's back and potentially could play, play a role. He pitched a lot of innings. You know he's not going to be afraid. So Aaron Boone, who you know, two, two weeks and two days ago, started Clark Schmidt <laughs> against the Mets. Uh, and the answer is the reason why. As I was told by someone in the organization was, well, we don't really have anybody else. Um, you know, they're they're in a different place right now going into the Toronto series. And they're going to need it uh, because, you know, facing the the Blue Jays first, a really good offensive team at a place where they've had a lot of success at home and then facing the Rays after that.
0: Foster, I've got a a text message from the uh, local bus company that I love, uh, Yankee Trails, which is a great name. And they were like, are you interested if the Yankees host the Red Sox on October 5th on going to the game? So let me ask you, am I interested? Like, dude, is this something I want to talk about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, I, I mean, you know, a, any uh, TV executive worth his salt or any sideline reporter that you guys happen to know uh, he would be rooting for a one-game wild card, Red Sox-Yankees. You know, I was 14 years old when that 1978 playoff game ha- happened. Um, you know, i I'll never forget it. I absolutely, because the, the Yankees had uh, beaten the my darling Dodgers in the World Series the year before. I was very invested in the Yankees losing uh, in 1978 in that playoff game against the Red Sox. So I skipped school that day, didn't go, watched the first inning, and then my stepdad yelled to me on the farm back in Vermont, hey, Buster, the cows got out, and you have to go retrieve the cows. And so I spent two <laughs> innings blubbering, weeping the whole way because it was so angry at the – you know, the unfairness of life. Uh, it, but I retrieved the cows and then saw it, and Bucky Dent ripped my guts out like he did every other New Englander in that game. It would be phenomenal to have a one-game playoff between the Yankees and Red Sox.
0: Was that the day that you decided to title your book "The uh, Last Days of the Yankee Dynasty"? Is that
1: listen you know, to you? Know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> buster only with us right now uh, we're live on the uh, techie's firewater water restoration facebook page we're live on godzilla media youtube uh he answered the phone so he stuck with us
2: you know this is gonna <laughs> feel weird this question now especially after how much we just talked about how creating a red Sox yankee one game wild card would be that okay if it doesn't happen is it still the right thing like is baseball need to expand the postseason and to go back i know after that answer you just gave it feels like this is perfect but what do you see the future of the one game wild card being
1: well, I think they're going to expand playoffs um, for in the next labor agreement. And, you know, they'll they'll come up with a sweet spot where they do like and the network's like, and I work for a network that likes it, you know, those games that have all the meaning in the world, the one game uh, with everything riding on one game. And so I don't think they'll you know go away from, say, a, a one game wild card or a best of three. Um, but I think next year, if the playoff field were to 14, that would not surprise me at all. Um, or maybe to 12. The Player Association, for reasons I still haven't figured out, did not take the opportunity to, to, to negotiate for that, get some money in return for it this year. But I think with a new CBA uh, this winter, assuming that they actually come up with an agreement, I think they'll have, they'll have expanded playoffs. I, I think there's just such a great appetite for it for, uh, from any potential television partners that Major League Baseball will keep doing to some form of a one-game
0: playoff. Buster, what happens first: expansion of the the wild card series, or the Orioles are actually relevant in the postseason? Oh my god!
1: Oh. Well, I mean that you know the the expansion of the playoff field is going to happen next year. The Orioles might be a decade away from relevancy.
0: Okay, a decade. I was going to say plus or minus five years. I tried to be nice Stop to them. Stop it, but Buster! <laughs> for
2: those who have for those who don't follow you on Twitter, can you give that stat about the Orioles payroll that you shared on Twitter the yeah. other day? Yeah. So uh, as I pointed
1: out that the first Orioles fan who turns in their season ticket renewal for 2022 will officially have more money invested in the 22 team than the team does. Okay. The Orioles do not have a single player under 2022 contract on their active roster. Okay. Now I want to make sure every, you know, that uh, I'm not, uh, you know, they do have arbitration eligible players. They have a lot of players under under team control and they will sign a bunch of guys. Um, but all indications are they're going to keep their payroll in 2022 about what the Yankees are paying Garrett Cole. That's how much the Orioles are going to have. And I, as I have written about a lot this year, that's a complete and utter embarrassment for baseball and how awful for, you know, a city of great baseball fans, a great fan base that Baltimore has. Uh, they're going to become the first American league team in all likelihood to lose at least 108 games. In three consecutive seasons. And I want to make this clear you know, we know that Trey Mancini's trying to win, and we know Brandon High's trying to win. Cedric Mullins had a great year. But when your front office designs failure and tanks the way that this team has, it's awful. And I think a lot of the, you know, some of the results of the new labor agreement are going to be anti tanking measures. Uh, and with everyone having the Orioles, uh, you know, recent flight uh, on top of mind because it, it, it's really bad for baseball. And, you know, among the different races that are, are going to be settled this week, you know, the wild card races and nationally west, the, the nationally east, I think everyone's wondering will the Orioles reach a run differential of minus 300? Because it's going to be touch and go as to whether they hit that number.
0: It's 278 right now. Oh my I, God. I heard, uh, you know, like a lot of these teams, uh, you know, be more politically correct or changing their names. I've heard that the, the Birds, Orioles, have asked them to change their name. I've heard it's that bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Well,
1: let me – here's the stat, and I will tell you, I've had this conversation with about five different players from around baseball about the Orioles. And I point out that during that losing streak, was it 18 or 19 goals? And I, I say that I can't remember 18 or 19 <laughs> straight losses. You 100. know what the average run differential was the average loss in that win, in that losing streak was, and they lost by an average of five and a half runs Oof. per game in that losing streak. That's insane. That. You know, a, a, a theoretically Major League Baseball team would be that bad.
0: They were once an organization that was so powerful they could keep other teams away from them. They had the ability to keep other teams. Now everybody wants to be in Baltimore because it's an easy win.
2: You know what, guys? I think the dirt's <laughs> on the grave. I think we're going to move <laughs> on. I think we've done enough here. No, I no, no. no. I, got, I got one more shovel sure, go sure, One more. Sure, one more. Go ahead. I got one
1: more shovel full. <laughs> I said on the podcast this week, it's like down the stretch, the Orioles are all the American League East teams get out of jail free cards. Like you know, they, the Red Sox are cashing theirs in the next three days, and over the weekend, the Blue Jays will turn in their last get out of jail free card.
0: It's so, and and it's like it's a real thing. Like as a Yankee fan, I'm watching that closely because we clearly have the harder draw on the on the rest of the way out because we just don't have the Orioles. Well,
1: I mean that that literally is the difference between the Yankees contending for the division title or not, Tampa Bay. Went eighteen and one against Baltimore. As I realize, I'm shoveling even more dirt on Gauze's team. Uh, and and the Yankees went eleven and eight, and they have re, you know recriminations. Like they're upset. The Yankees are like, oh my god, how we do you only let those won go eleven out of nineteen. What a disaster! How bad are we?
0: <laughs> like right now, the Yankees are a game ahead of the Red Sox. But if you look at ESPN.com, the the playoff odds, Yankees are eighty point six. Red Sox are eighty six point three, and it has to be those three games. It has to be the three easy
2: wins. That's, yeah. that's all there is to it. It might be an actually and, right. I was going to say them. Yeah, hundred percent. In the preseason, if you guys remember, there were certain people that just gave the Orioles a zero percent chance for the postseason, and now that zero might have sat there for a lot longer than I realized. All right, so now Well, like I, think that- I, I think I think I was talking to you guys
1: in the spring when the over unders came out uh, for you know for for various teams, and you know I just I, I don't play bets. But I am sort of interested in seeing where the numbers are, and like, ooh, I, you know, that I think the over/under on the Orioles was sixty-two and a half, and I was like telling my family members, like, go and sell the farm back <laughs> in Vermont, bet all of it, bet the whole thing,
0: put it <laughs> no, all I in there. Really.
1: But I, <laughs> I did talk about it and wrote about it in the spring. Like that, to me, was the easiest number I've seen covering baseball because there was no indication that the Orioles front office had any intention of trying to win this
0: year that's insane
1: well
2: let's let's i don't
0: don't even feel bad for you, more guys you just yourself
2: it's just so bad if you're watching (laughs) on our uh, visual side you can just see me hiding in the shadows while those answers are going (laughs) as if nobody could see me we haven't mentioned the blue jays though whether or not the blue jays get into the postseason is still to be determined but the overall future of this franchise let's say toronto doesn't get in buster are they a year away or two years away from actually being a division champion as soon as the al east
1: well they'll contend for it for sure uh you know, whether or not they, they win it, you know, we'll see because the Red Sox are the Red Sox and they get a lot, a lot of money and they get really great players. And the Yankees, I think, are going to go nuts this winter uh, and spend a lot of money. And, uh, you know, it might be a, a, a winner similar to what we saw in 2008, 2009, when they signed Sabathia and Teixeira and A.J. Burnett. Um, so it, it's going to be a tall mountain. And then I mean, you mentioned the Rays, who obviously have figured out the secret sauce, but it's it, the spirit of your question is exactly right. You know, the, the Blue Jays are a young team that's dynamic. They're so much fun to watch. Uh, they definitely have the ability to break LeBac's heart over the next 72 hours because they have this great circular lineup like the Yankees have. Uh, and I tell you what, when you think about places where there's a distinct home field advantage, Toronto is one of those. Like that crowd gets into it. And the players seem to really respond to that energy, and they actually have opened up more, uh, more, more seating there, uh, you know, eased up on some of the COVID protocols they have there, and that'll be in effect for tonight's game and for this series. So they'll, they'll be an interesting team. I think the, you know, the X factor for them is Hun Jin Ryu is pitching against Jameson Tyone tonight, and for both teams, those two guys are great unknowns. Uh, you know, Tyone's come back from injury, and Ryu really kind of crumbled down the stretch with his command, and so they basically gave him some days off, I think, to rest him and maybe give him uh, make him feel a little bit better, but I don't think they have any idea, uh, you know, how he's going to pitch, and the other part of the of the Blue Jays' the concern now and will be into 2022 is the depth in their bullpen, but that's something you usually can figure out.
2: Here in the Capital Region, people love horse racing and maybe like a thoroughbred at Saratoga, far on the outside coming down the stretch that nobody saw are we not counting the mariners what happens with seattle here in the final few games
1: well and they could now they are in that position you're right um as we are talking they're a game and a half behind the red sox for the second wild card um and they've been playing great and they're playing oakland a team which just is uh, you know withering in front of our eyes and and, you know, maybe they've beaten them down emotionally and, and they'll finish them off and then they play the Angels after that. So there's opportunity. But when you're in that position, uh, you know, a game and a half behind the second wild card, if you lose one game in the next couple of days, that might finish you. Because, you know, if the Yankees were to you know win out or the Red Sox were to win out or the Blue Jays were to win out, that that's, you know, that they obviously wouldn't be able to make up that ground. Uh, interestingly, uh, I think the Phillies are in the same position. They go into the series against the Braves tonight, uh, two and a half games behind. And if you lose one game in the three game series, that might be it effectively. So there's not a lot of margin for error, but the Mariners are, are also a young and exciting team. And no matter what happens for Seattle, down the stretch, this will have been a year of progress,
0: Buster. Before we uh, before we spring you from this uh, this like you know remembrance of the hell you used to have to go through every week. Um, <laughs> there was a point where the Mets looked like they were the team in New York. They obviously fell off. They're eliminated now, but they got Syndergaard supposed to pitch tonight. How far off is this team, and, and is, there a, is there ever a future where we're not going? Oh, that's so Mets when something stupid happens with their GM or their active GM.
1: Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm kind of at the point with them where I, I want. Uh, evidence to indicate otherwise. Um, it's I've had people who work within the organization tell me that uh, this year has been more dysfunctional than any year under the Will Pump. Okay, wow. which is saying something. That is a high bar. That uh, you know that this year, because as you mentioned, Makes you know, they go to a bar, Jared, <laughs> right? Right. You know they hired Jared Porter, and he gets banned for uh, sexual harassment that took place in the past. And then Zach got a to be the acting general manager and he gets DWI to your point. Uh, you know, you've got the the franchise player who's giving thumbs down to the fans, uh, cause he's unhappy with the booing. And by the way, I suspect that part of the message from Giancarlo Carlos Stanton, who knows something about being booed to Lindor when he was yelling at him, standing at a shortstop was, Hey, put on your big boy pants. <laughs> uh, Um, You know, because I think there was definitely that feeling among the Yankees when Lindor was yelling at them. They're like, hey, pipe down, little guy, and figure out how to deal with the crowd a little better. Um, So uh, as we sit here today, what's hard about the Mets is we don't know who's going to run baseball operations. We have no idea how many games Jacob DeGrom will pitch for the Mets next year, if he's going to be healthy. We don't really know how Lindor is going to do in his second year. It's a good sign that he hit better down the stretch. We don't really see any bedrock there, right? Within the, the organization, you can't really figure out what their their foundation is, which is why I think it's so important for Steve Cohen, one way or another, he's got to get the pieces in place in his front office that he's going to trust. And I hope it's someone who tells him, because uh, I hear it all the time from executive works with other teams, dude, you got to stop tweeting. You might be the owner, but it's really not something that you should do where you're taking shots at the offense uh, using social media. Uh, it's not George Steinbrenner. It's not back in the day. Those, uh, you know, the, those type of tweets will reverberate throughout the, your organization when you do it. And it's not a good thing.
0: Buster only with us now, Buster, I, how does your schedule work now? Cause uh, Sunday night baseball is not a thing, right?
1: Not this Sunday. All the games are played at three. Um, I'm basically, I'm doing baseball tonight. We have a, show from six to seven a show from seven to eight and i'm just waiting and watching to see where i go if there's a some kind of a three-way tie then i could be doing a broadcast on monday at some undisclosed site uh you know or unknown site at this point and then on tuesday i'm doing the wild card game in the american league with uh, with matt Escursion and alex rodriguez
0: so what you're telling me is tuesday if that's at yankee stadium and i get there our bromance is back we're hanging out
1: we are definitely not hanging out.
0: <laughs> that played out different in my head, okay. guys. That played oh, out different I'll in edit my head. I'll
2: that later, Levette. Don't oh, worry. I'll edit that for the podcast.
0: Just you a buster for the for the audio side when this ends up on Spotify. Guys is going to have a cuz he's like we are definitely not hanging out. Yes, hanging out. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh man, uh, that is the busiest
1: day of the year. Uh, but I'll be, I'll, uh, I'll be aware of your presence and have security lined up just in case.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm still a large human, Buster. I will get If I need to get to you, it won't last long. I'll get tased, but I'll, I'll get to at least high-five you on my way out.
1: Please save this audio for me. <laughs> I like, uh, reach out to the authority. I'm
2: going Levesque, to send you one text, and then he's going to send you another. Buster, can you hear me? Buster, yeah. I'm right here. Buster, no, just I, you ignore know, your phone. Put it I on airplane. If they,
1: especially if the Yankees start to lose. And that first uh, forty 40-ounce of beer begins to manifest.
0: <laughs> only the first. All right. Well, you—if they're listen—if they're losing, it'll be a lot more than forty ounces, boss. You know that by now, uh, man. There we you appreciate go. you. Missed you, and I'm uh, just uh, every time I, I talk to my TV on Sunday night, it's—it's it's only mildly creepy. I swear. <laughs>
1: well i appreciate it guys always good to talk with you
0: buster good to talk to you man be good and uh, and if you need anything or you want to come to uh, an arena football game uh, you know i am the president of the albany empire so we're the champions so you let me know first class first first class treatment you flip a coin we'll take good care of you whatever you need
1: i appreciate that thank you
0: all right buster thanks man we'll talk to you later
1: see you guys